we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right, it's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week, and we got our guest co-host back, Miss Pat. Miss Pat, welcome. Thank you. Damn, Miss Pat, you you changed quick. You like a whole different person than when you got off the elevator. What? <laughs> I just put on a little uh, lip gloss. Yeah, you like a superhero. Now, superheroes had the glasses on, and you know, then they I, take the glasses off, and then they become the superhero. That's what you like. You miss Pat now. Oh, do I say anything about when you take your glasses off? <laughs> don't don't play like you don't wear glasses over there. They're changing them. that pill bottle like you poor. No, I do. Yeah, this is my. I bought this from the house. To put in my Crown Royal back. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I, I would, reminded me. I that would was love a to say when I was in school. I would love to say the first day uh, Miss Pat worked here, she she got here like at 5 o'clock, then the second day was 5.30, today was 5.50. Low dragon, she dragging the day, she dragging the day. She, I t- seen her, I seen her. My time is winding down, baby. Winding down. First day she was like, I get here on time, I'm a professional. Second day, I'm on time. 
Third day is like, y'all see me when I get here. <laughs> no, your people say, you getting here too early. We need to bag you up about 45 minutes. I say, enough said, sister. I'm going to lay down and put on my bra at 545. Miss Pat like the studio too hot, though. Lord have mercy. It's hot there today. They walked in here today where they said it was 80 degrees because Miss Pat wanted it warm when she walked in. That's what? too... She, warm is not hot, y'all. Uh, between warm and hot. You dealing with a 50-year-old woman. Uh, I only got two more days. I mean, one more day or whatever. You ain't got to worry about it. You can, you can freeze in until your skin fall off like a snake. But I can't stand to be cold. It, remember, it remind me when I was poor. Without heat, I need heat. But not hot, though. It's like 89 I, it's degrees. degrees in the room. It's I didn't turn the heat. I didn't do that. I had high flash. I'm a little hot now. Y'all can turn the air on. Turn, take that sweat off like you going to the second grade. It's cold outside. Yeah, you all greased up and stuff like you about to stand at the bus stop this morning. Who got you dressed? Your mama? It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus. cold, but your lips ain't got to be that greasy. Your bottom lip Yesterday you like told me I was ashy, so I, got, I overdid it this morning. I see. You look like your mama got you drink. You know the black mom spit in your face, then wipe it off. Oh, make sure uh, you just shine. put Vaseline all around here. <laughs> yes. Let you figure out the rest. You you know, that didn't happen to you, uh, Envy. Yes, they did. My Envy, ma- you didn't get well, ashy. Well, my mama didn't spit. My mom licked her fingers and would wipe my eyes. Jeez. Yeah, but you didn't get ashy. No, I don't get ashy. I know you don't get no, ashy. No, I don't get ashy. You look ashy now. <laughs> I ain't no ashy. He don't get it. It wouldn't show up. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't show up. No ashy. Well, let's get the show cracking. Roland Martin will be joining us. He'll be our guest for today. Big Roland. That's right. And, uh, of course, up next, we got front page news. There's a lot going on. Joe Biden, he addressed the country about guns. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. Tez will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Miss Pat, our co-host. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tez. Tesla Good Figaro. morning, family. Tesla Good Figaro morning, is, everybody. Is back this morning, and let's get it started. Your president addressed the nation. He was talking gun, gun control yesterday. First, this executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. In the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take every lawful action possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. I just, it's just common sense. The executive order also expands public awareness campaigns about the red flag orders, laws. Second thing it does, the executive order ramps up our efforts to hold the gun industry accountable. It's the only outfit you can't sue these days. It does that by calling out for an independent government study that analyzes and exposes how gun manufacturers aggressively market firearms to civilians, especially minors including by using military imagery. Ted, let me ask you a question. Would there ever be proper gun legislation when these politicians are in the, park, in the, in the pockets of these uh, organizations like the NRA? Well, I would hope so. But as you know, I love to keep it real uh, right now as it stands and how and how it's been for a very long time. This is just where uh, there it, the, the Senate and the Congress has always been just deeply divided. And even when Democrats control both the House and the Senate, we know that uh, Joe Manchin got a strong pimp hand. And so he he also uh, was not uh, interested in banning assault uh, rifles. He was looking at uh, one point uh, raising the age from 18 to 21. One, um, but they just cannot uh, come together when it calls when it comes to uh, banning assault rifles, and that is the main assault weapons. Uh, that is the main issue where where there's a divide. Now, this particular executive order, um, like you heard the president say, it is going to help crack down on background checks. Uh, try to strengthen that. It will also improve. Um, 
um, tracking guns and ammunition for uh, uh, for things that are lost and stolen. It also gives better transparency for gun dealers and so forth. Um, but bottom line, Charlemagne, the main issue is banning the assault weapons. And that is just something that right now uh, has not happened. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen in the near future. But President Biden said he vows to seek past. Uh, he vows to continue to fight this. But a vow uh, means nothing when you talk about actually getting it done. And to your point, all you got to do is just look up which senators have benefited the most money uh, fr from from the NRA. You know, because they say majority of Americans want stronger gun laws, but, you know, the NRA has spent over $3 million to benefit political campaigns and senators who oppose gun safety legislation. But, but let me ask you a question, Tez, um, into the room. But I know a lot of these shootings and things happen with illegal guns, so them checking people's backgrounds, does that matter? Like, you know, yesterday in Harlem, there was a, cu a couple of students shot in, like, a three-school radius, so I'm oh, yeah. sure that those people didn't go get legal guns. I know a lot of those guns Jeez. are coming illegally from the streets, you know? Oh, absolutely. But those are societal issues that don't start or stop at guns. That's what happens when you don't invest in, you know, the community, when you mm -hmm. don't invest in youth services and social services and education and mental mm -hmm. health initiatives and other community resources. Absolutely. It's twofold. And one of the things I always talk about when we, when we talk about this crime and tough on crime, I can put a stop sign, uh, you know, on a street corner. It doesn't mean that nobody's ever going to run the stop sign. You know, right. it is going to happen. The question is, did you put the stop sign at least on the street corner? So um, laws can only do so much to prevent uh, crime or prevent those types of things. Like you said, criminals are going to get get guns. They're not going through the background check process. Right. But we still have to do all we can to make sure that on the legal side, we're doing everything. And like to Charlemagne's point. What are we doing to uh, prevent uh, violence in the community? And that is investing heavily. And that's one of the things I'm concerned about as we move forward in 2024 with this tough on crime that Democrats and Republicans are both in agreement that's with. Right. They do agree on tough on crime. Right. And so we're going to see how they're going to spend that money in the community to stop that violence. Now, also, Bishop Lamont is back in the news. You know, that's the uh, Brooklyn bishop that's been seeing uh, a, a lot of different controversy going on in the last couple of months. Yes, Bishop. They call him Why the are you Bishop. Smiling, Taz? Why are you smiling? <laughs> well, because the story is hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious because they call him, you guys may remember, uh, Bishop Whitehead, known as the Bling Brooklyn Bishop, uh, who was robbed last year, which oh, that's God. not funny. That but clown. Yeah. Yes, this is the one that was robbed last year. But now, in the pursuit of more bling, uh, he's been hit with a new fraud charge. And uh, what he did, the reason why I was so tickled is because I couldn't believe I read this. Um, he said that his bank, he, he went to the bank to get a loan and said that he had $2 million in the bank when the reality is he had $10 worth of tithes. Yes, $10. I, I thought I read it wrong. I said, do they mean 10000 But this man really had $10 in the bank and said that he had $2 million. And he's done this before. In 2018, he tried to get a, a business loan for 250000 for his company called Anointing Management. Uh, so he submitted bank, uh, fake uh, brought, uh, bank documents on that as well. So the bottom line is uh, he submitted all all of these different documents he tried to get a 1.3 million dollar mortgage uh, for a six bedroom home the charges go on and on it's as long as the bible uh, but the bottom line is he says that he hey he believes that god has his back and he says that uh the feds better watch out so we're gonna see what the book of feds has to say about this when it's all said and done i can tell you one thing his criminal history was way more interesting than the bible Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> only, only God can judge that man. I only wonder how, how people do that. I mean, we've all up here tried to get loans to purchase something, whether it's a car or a house or whatever it may be. They go through so much stuff with me. 
Like, there's no way I can say I got two million and only got ten dollars in the account. So how do some people just get away like that? There's, they got a friend, the friends that I know, who fixed the paperwork. Oh, to make it and look yeah. good. You don't know the people I know. Oh, <laughs> and he, and he, he says he got a friend in Jesus, so he's been just depending on Jesus all of this time. We're gonna see how it works out. I blame Jesus that man, church. Paperwork. You blame the church. I blame that church. How come the church wasn't tithing and offering the way they were supposed to on Sunday? That man should have had way more than ten dollars in his damn bank account. I read that too, and I said it got to be ten thousand. Nobody got. $10. Ten dollars. It was like what? Ten people in the congregation. They all gave a dollar. Time and an offering, man. Not when Come he on, got man. Robbed. It was like three hundred people in there when he got robbed that day, wasn't it? What video you remember. see? Ain't that the man who got robbed? Yes, 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 yes. I yes. thought it was yep. a lot of people. And it was three hundred people. They jumped in bridles. Only God can judge that. Man. Right. All right. All right. Well, wish him the best, Bishop I don't, go to I don't know how many people go now. <laughs> Get it off your chest. Thank you, Miss Taz. Thank you. See you next, next hour. hour. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The judge judge him and he get his time. Oh. Only God can judge him after that. No, you could judge it too, bro. You know wrong from right, bro. Even in the tax zone situation with your app, right? Your app is facing, was facing 20 years. And they gave him a deal to testify for, and he got one year. People mad at Troy Ave. I would have took that deal too. Well, what are you talking about now? Who's mad at who? Uh, now I'm talking like, about the Troy Ave situation. Like, like, bro. What are you talking about now? You know, and, he and was, you, he and was facing and, 20 and, years. And you're supposed to be a Christian, and you're in, in here to judge people. But the Bible says don't judge people. It says thou shalt not judge. Also, the Bible says no from wrong from right, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. Goodbye, Sean. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Miss Pat? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he don't want you talking about his pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Rodriguez from uh, Memphis. Hey, what's up? What's up, Rodriguez? What's going on? Hey, no, much. I wanted to ask Miss Pat how she get her role with Young Dolph and Snoop Dogg in that um, I Think I Can Fly video before, uh, before he passed away. What he say? Did you do a video with Young Dolphin Snoop? Yeah, that's me. He said, "How'd you get that role?" Uh, the guy who uh, shot the video, Video Guard, we would go way back. He called me up and put me in it. At okay, that, okay, at that gotcha, time, gotcha. I had never heard of Young Dolph. Really? Never. I told my son, I said, really? I some rapper video name, Young Dolph. My son was like, Young Dolph, oh my God, he just got shot. I said, he just got shot. Oh, that was the one we got shot in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, for, for in LA, LA, I think. Someone oh, here that, just yeah, got that, shot. That, His arm was messed up. The LA one, yeah, yeah. But he was LA really one. nice, a really nice guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah, we definitely okay, good. Rodriguez, and keep it live. How y'all doing now? We're going to do something big for Memphis in the next couple of weeks. We're going to announce it in the next couple of weeks. I, I think it's something that you're going to want to be involved with. All right, cool. Say no more, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's 
true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's going on? This club uh, Tyler. Hey, hey Diego, what's up, y'all? Hey, Tyler, you got, you got us on Bluetooth for speaker? Take us off if you do. No, no, I don't, I don't. You okay. got hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Get okay, it off your cool. chest, brother. Appreciate it. Miss Pat, how you doing, love? You are amazing. I love you. You are a true comedian out here in these I really appreciate you, Miss Pat. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Can I just say I didn't tell these people calling him for me? Because this sounds like a damn yeah. setup. <laughs> Man, Breakfast Club listeners, when Breakfast Club listeners got love for you, they going to show it to you. Well, Absolutely. I appreciate it. It's all good. Thank it's you. all good. Thank you. Hey, where good. where hey, are you well, calling from? I, I'm calling from Chicago, Miss Pat. My name is uh, Tyler. I'm an actor as well. So if you need somebody for your show, you holler at me. My handle is Mr. Dingo on Instagram. I'll ask you, for real. I can oh, that. man. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. I love that name. <laughs> Lee Daniels. <laughs> producer of Miss Pat's yeah, show. <laughs> but all I wanted to, I wanted to call up here, though, man. I wanted to give some advice to the ladies out here because uh, Tamar Braxton did me real dirty last week. So I wanted to give some advice to the ladies out here so y'all can stay, you know, get y'all and secure y'all a man so y'all won't be single and alone at 46 years old like her. What so did, the one what, thing that ladies what, what, what did Tamar do to you, first of all, brother? What are you talking about? I called last week, and she said that because she didn't like my name, she just hung up on me. And plus, I told her how her <laughs> expectations of six months to a year for a man is just ridiculous. That's just too much to marry a dude within that, you know, to get married. It's okay, crazy. I got you. So this is your get so, back right now. Yeah, this is my get back, bro. Okay. Wow. So this is my advice for the ladies. You know she's coming Friday, if you want to say it to her. She's coming Friday. Oh, good. I will. I'll it's her birthday, back. too. It's her birthday. Know. I don't give a damn. I'm going to call back. Let's get it. So, all I'm saying is, ladies, listen to the man. Cater to that man. Be open-minded. Leave your baggage behind you. And just be open and expressive. That's how you're going to secure and get you a man. And you won't be alone and single at 46 years old, ladies. That's all I got to say on that. Dingo, speaking of getting getting a man, won't you at Original Big Daddy on Instagram? Won't you share? At Original Big Daddy? <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't want to. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Dingo. Goodbye, Mr. Dingo. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. I'm going to call him and tell you. Boy, you are, he ain't never. That's my get, guy, Lee. I'm, Lee, that ain't Oh, me. man, Lee done changed his name. I thought his name was Original Big Daddy hey, on whoa, Instagram. Is it? It's just Lee Daniels yeah. now. Hello, oh, yeah. who's this? Hey, what's going on, man? My name is Sonny. How you doing? Sonny, good morning. Now, it says here you had a, a, a date yesterday and it went really bad. Yeah, it did. Um... But I, I'm not gonna lie. I was speaking. I was hearing you guys speaking about gun laws, and I just felt like you want to know what I, I deal with kids every day, and we should be speaking about a more pressing issue. Um, I just wanted to know what you guys think about. You know what I mean? Underage kids. I'm talking about young kids nowadays, anywhere between the ages of like 11 and 15, that are sitting down here and handling guns. Do you think that their parents should be held accountable for? You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I mean? Happens on the road, or you know what I mean? What do you think about that? Not, a, not, a, not if they don't get, not if they don't get the gun from their house. Like if they take their parents' gun because the parents left the gun unattended, maybe. But if they just get a gun out in the street, the parents shouldn't be held responsible for that. Yeah, I feel the same way. As, as a gun owner, you got to make sure that your, your guns are locked up. They're in safes. They're in places where your kids can't get them or reach them or get to them if need be. So I mean, yeah, 
But things do happen. I mean, I know a lot of parents that lock up their guns and forget to close the safe or do something small and, and, and things do happen. That, that doesn't excuse it, but... You know, yeah, the, the parents should be held liable if they allow their kids to get their guns. And kids are sneaky, even though if you have mm -hmm. your guns locked up, they watch you long enough. They know your routine. They know your they code. They know how to get into That's your right. stuff. They'll steal your code the same way they steal your code to your phone. And I agree, too. If they didn't get that gun from your house, because you don't know what your kids do when they walk outside the door. Mm -hmm. So if my kids got a gun out of a bush and kill somebody, you can't fault me for it. That's right. Mm -hmm. What we need to be talking about when it comes to these 11 and 15-year-olds, especially these kids from these poor and disenfranchised areas, is how do we invest in them? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, how do you invest in youth services and community programs and mental health initiatives and social services? Like these kids need other they need community resources to help them just develop, man. Yeah. They got they got nothing they got number time on their hands right now. Now you're right. And I mean it, it it takes a lot of people that's been locked up, that's been in gangs to come back to the community and and really break down what they're doing that's because right. it seems cool. You know what I mean? You're growing up and, and you see them as a form of protection to make sure I'm good as a brotherhood. But you know, you gotta speak to some of the OGs that got locked up that did twenty years that 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 followed the same path because they had to going... go in that prison and oil up their ankles and let their Tims tap. What? What? <laughs> I know one thing. <laughs> kids like to talk to kids who can speak their language. Correct. You know, nobody wants to talk to people who they feel like going to look down on them because mm -hmm. I was once one of those kids mm -hmm. and I didn't want to hear what nobody say who couldn't understand from understand where I was coming from. Facts. Mm -hmm. So I started, I've started like a little going into school speaking because I speak their language. I, I broke in English. Mm -hmm. I'm from the street. I, I've been that person before mm -hmm. and they open up and they're listening when you just coming in there like and they feel like you don't know what they're going through they close down they don't want right. to hear that that's right yep, that's and true. i just don't i think we don't have a lot of people that go back to the communities to to nurture these kids that's right these kids aren't inherently evil they aren't natural born criminals they're just no. kids born into a certain circumstance and they playing with the cards that they dealt mm -hmm. so deal them some new cards that's right when i got custody of my niece kids her son was five years old and I heard him say one day, he said, get out of my ear with all that damn noise. He was fire. And I was like, because I, you know, my niece is on crack. I slapped that boy so hard. And then I said, why you let him talk to you like that? He said, my daddy said, I don't have to respect her. Then she also told me that, that, that some man just walk around the community. I don't know. Say he had an angry issue. I said, he don't have no angry issue. He's mad because of the situation you got him in. Mm -hmm. If you saw Raymond now, mm -hmm. oh my God. When I tell you, they be like, they, have, they can't even understand what I'm saying they so proper mm. but this is the same kid that they told me had an anger issue wow the most manable i mean he do he do a little boy stuff at school of course. he get try to be something he ain't sometimes but other than that a good kid so what got into him what, like what, what i got into him oh, she left. okay okay mm -hmm. and gotcha, i've gotcha. had him for 10 years you can't even tell that these are the same hood rat kids i picked up like when I met the little girl his little sister she was like my name yo-yo i said well do you know your real name yo-yo I said, your name ain't no Yo-Yo. Your name Yolanda. Mm. And it took so much for me to change these kids mm -hmm. around. But you see them today, you be like, these kids, mama was on crack and That's left real. you up. You can't even tell. Wow. You, you well, dug some new cards. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we got rumors on the way. We got to talk about little Nas X. He apologized to his own community. We'll tell you why when we come I stay back. Out of, I stay out of elemental P business, bro. I'm just going to report it. Well, my daughter gay. She says she ain't mad. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Well, at least I am. The verdict's still out on Envy. I'm black. Give me a high five. The Breakfast Club.
Well, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our co-host, Miss Pat, with us this week. In here asking for Drake tickets. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. You got Blur tickets. I'm like, what is Blur? That's, that's the name of the talk? That's the name of the talk, Drake's talk. Blur, okay. B-L-U-R. Yeah, because uh, yesterday, uh, one of our producers was asking about uh, Dreamville concert and the Dreamville tour, the Dreamville mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And she was asking for tickets. And I was like, I just ran into J. Cole. I could probably get you some tickets. And she was... But I don't have I don't have the Drake connection. I don't know why y'all just be lying to people for no reason. What you mean? You I know. just saw J. Cole. I, I can't did. get him tickets. <laughs> I did. I speak to him. So you I, walked I, past him in a hotel. No, we spoke. I speak to him. Periodically. Hi. You got his number? Yes. We speak. He got his number. He can get the ticket. What you mind your business, y'all, <laughs> man? Who you know? He can't who, get no tickets. Who, who on tour nobody? you know? Um, who I just saw? Mama D. Mama D. Is she on tour? I thought I saw somebody Mama say that D? yesterday. Mama D. Scrappy Mama. <laughs> I swear I saw somebody post that yesterday. Oh, you she was on tour. You give me tickets for that? If you want them. She sing? I swear somebody said that yesterday. Unless that's a joke. That's probably a joke. <laughs> What's wrong no, with Somebody you? had said, um, I said since Mama I can't D? afford Beyonce tickets, I'm going to go to Mama D show. And I said, you know what? I got to stop reading these memes. <laughs> What's wrong I swear I thought mean? that was real. Well, oh, my goodness. What do Mama D do? She sing. She got a song. You going to go see somebody with one song? Happens all the time. Before you drink a drink, it's going to be over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the let's get to the rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty. Uh, I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On the Breakfast Club. A shout out to Wycliffe. Wycliffe hit me yesterday after he heard us reporting him that he's in the hospital. He said he's doing well. So, uh, keep healing, brother. Shout out to Wycliffe. Who's the Wycliffe? Mm-hmm. We can get tickets to his show, for sure. Mm-hmm. He always on the internet singing. He's a singer. A rapper. <laughs> oh no, that's Anthony Hamilton. I'm getting the black man next. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, well, Little Nas X, he apologizes to the uh, trans community for a transition tweet. He said it was not cool. He posted a picture of himself looking like Little Nas X and then himself with long uh, black locks. Uh, and he said the surgery was a success. It seems like people didn't find it funny. So uh, he apologized. He said, I apologize to the trans community. I definitely handle that situation with anger instead of considering why it was not cool. Much love to you guys. Sorry. Uh, then somebody said, baby, this apology ain't it. You need to apologize to the trans community in material ways that include money. Oh, come on. Sharing Stop. your platform. Stop. Or raise awareness and just or just keep it. This is a fake as hell. Knock it off. And, now, he, and, and that sounds like fake outrage when you're asking for money and all kind of other stuff. <laughs> well, I guess that she want a check. Yeah, that's it. Come well, on First now. of all, that other picture with Lil Nas X? Yes. Damn, he look good. I did not know that was Lil Nas X. I didn't see it. That you, you want to see it? I'll show you. That that. And then you can you can look good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. Not little Nas yes, next. Yes, and then and then I want you to uh, here you go. Read the reply to what he said back to what the. What's wrong with you? Why you he ain't got no lotion on his head. No grip on your fingers, man. Man, that is so sad. God damn. He ain't got no fingerprints, dude. No what? That's yeah. not Lil Nas X. Yes, that's a whole is. other person. No, that's I thought Lil Nas that's, that's got to be a Lil that's, that's, that's That, that can't X. be. Oh, wait, Lil Nas X. Drop on a clues bar for Lil Nas X. That's how... You, know, you can't say that. Oh, I love Lil Nas X. Drop on a clues bar for Lil Nas X. Jesus Christ. I don't. I stay out of LGBTQ business because I don't even understand why that's offensive. So, mm-hmm. But you know. he looked good if that was him in, in the dress. He was beautiful. I don't expect I you men to apply. No, that's looking no all Yeah, she, she, she do look good. Okay. What, I mean, I don't know. What, what is this? It's a picture? That's, that's a Lil picture. That's looking all dressed up as a woman. I don't know. It's not. 
That's what he just said. You sure that's not, not you? That's, that's what he said. Like that's, so that's little Nas X. No, it's not. This is, is not a whole Nas different X? person. Let me ask the producer. No, this uh, is not little Nas X. Come in here, producer. Oh, that's I I, that's what I said too. I said if that's little no eggs, he because it said it said it said he's got he said his, the surgery was a success. That's yeah. a whole other woman. Oh, he exactly, posted a picture of another idiot. woman. I'm looking at oh this like no. Oh my god! I thought that was you. Don't lie. <laughs> I did. The trans community coming in for you. I thought that was little Nas X. No, okay. I was about to say how he transformed like that. Wouldn't it's a picture? It's the internet. <laughs> Boy, the internet ruining us all. I <laughs> thought Mama D really had a concert. <laughs> y'all, y'all thought that was really a woman. Y'all are. We are losing it. That is it. a woman. That's, that's a woman. not little oh, no, X. That's not. Like, I'm confused now. All right. <laughs> that's not little. That's, that's a woman. That's not little Nas X. That's a yeah. woman. Yes. He thought that was little Nas X. I did. Yes. Well, let's move on. Uh, Diplo. Uh, yesterday he was talking about uh, receiving oral, and he said he received oral from a man before. Oh my God! What the hell is going on? This <laughs> <laughs> Mama D concert. <laughs> but he said he received oral from a man, and he's and that doesn't make him gay. Sure, oh. if I got a job from a guy before. You sh you're sure that's happened? Yeah. And you you just don't remember? I mean, you're not being you're saying you're not committing to it, but you're yeah. saying you're sure it happened. For sure. But you don't have a specific memory of it. Like I don't know if it's gay unless you like make eye contact while there's a job. That's happened. such a straight guy thing to say. But it's, I mean, getting a job is not that gay, I think. I don't know. It's a, you tell me. <laughs> but what were we about to talk, talk about? We were talking about Bill Clinton. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a serious podcast, okay? What happened now? Uh, he said uh, he, he received oral. oral from a man before, and he said because he didn't look the guy in the eyes, it's not gay. So he was making a joke. That sound like you're serious to me. Well, I kind of agree. If you don't know who, who, who giving you are, you ain't gay. If you didn't look down there and see nobody, it could have been a ghost. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. Was, I well, yeah, if I, he didn't look down, it ain't gay. If I, he looked I see down, he's gay. I don't, I don't understand if he's being serious or not, though. It don't matter. He yeah. said it. Well, I was born in 1978, so I'm old school. I was always taught that same-sex relations are... Not if you didn't look down and see who was giving you the or. <laughs> so anybody, her aunt could have been giving the or. Oh, so he man. didn't look down. So if you don't have a witness. He don't know who gave him the or. But he clearly knows because he knew enough to say it was a man. Well, he probably it. thought because she had the, some chin hair rubbed up against his thigh. Mm -hmm. But I get chin hair and I am a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a woman, Miss Pat. Yeah, but I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. I had four kids. Yep. So I, I kind of agree with you. Yep, you sure did. If you didn't. <laughs> I hate this show. I hate this show. I hate if this I show. hit him, will I be arrested? What you mean? My eyelash I'm agreeing with you. you. Call me fat. My eyelash. Oh, Pat, why your eyelash fall up like that? You you somebody fat. hit you, man. <laughs> oh my goodness! I did not call you. Wait till y'all guys see the video after this show. <laughs> oh, my, I'm getting mad. Fat. I'm about to turn into the hook up. That here. ghost. That ghost she was talking about just punched you in the eye, man. No. <laughs> Whoever gave him or pulled my eyelash Jesus off. Christ. All right. Well, that is your rumor report mercy. if y'all want to consider that rumors. Now, when we come back, we got front page uh, news. Uh, Teslin Figaro will be joining us. We'll be talking about a lot of things. Uh, and also, this uh, new drink that they're uh, making. It's called the Negro. Would you buy it? What about the Caucasian? Would you buy that one? I buy them crackers. I mean, I buy that Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> I buy that Caucasian. going to have a better looker in it. Well, all right. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Did you know one word can change everything? Zach Levi returns as Shazam in the new movie Shazam Fury of the Gods. This film is a must-see event with epic action and a whole lot of fun. 
March 17th, see Shazam! Fury of the Gods, only in theaters, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest host, Miss Pat, with us. And let's get in some front page news as we bring Teslin Figaro back. The hood whisperer. The hood whisperer, Teslin Figaro. That's right, the hood whisperer. Good morning, family. Glad to be here. Now, let's start off with this uh, Mississippi man. They say this Mississippi man went missing, and then when he was found, his head was cut off? Absolutely. This is so, I mean, this is a heartbreaking story. Uh, rest in peace to Rasheem Carter, 25-year-old Rasheem Carter. It's been trending all over social media. Uh, such a beautiful, handsome black man uh, who uh, his body was found dismembered. Now, what happened uh, with this story is he went missing October of last year uh, at the Super 8 Hotel in Laurel. According to his family, uh, when he vanished, he sought help from the police. Uh, he told his mother that three truckloads of white guys were trying to kill him, literally said that he tried to get help. He did not get any help. And then November 2nd, they found his remains. He was found in a wooded area about 21 miles from where he was last reportedly seen. And the problem now is after uh, the family is trying to get justice, uh, as authorities have released a statement saying there's no reason to believe foul play was involved. He was the so somebody has to make... Right. Somebody has to make this make sense. This brother's head was severed from his body. I don't know who in the hell can cut off their own head. His vertebrae, his spinal cord. I mean, mm -hmm. he was literally just dismembered into pieces. So um, what the family is doing now is asking uh, for a federal investigation uh, because obviously local is not getting it right. And I just talked to Attorney Crump just about 10 minutes ago, um, and he said to stay uh, posted on this story uh, as more develops uh, because uh, more will be coming out here shortly. Sounds um, like Mississippi is still burning to me. Racism is built into the very fabric of Mississippi. I don't see how a decapitation don't prompt more of an investigation. That's insane. That is Well, insane. maybe they don't know what the word decapitation mean down there. Maybe. You're right. Jesus Christ. And, and remember, we just talked about earlier this week, for everybody who's listening, where we talked about that guy burning the cross. You know, mm -hmm. that too was in Mississippi. So what the hell is going on uh, in Mississippi? Oh, Mississippi been like that, though. Y'all ain't never seen the movie Mississippi Burning? Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, As a country, we've grown a little bit. You Did we leave Mississippi out of this? Yeah, they, I think they're behind us, Pat. Miss Pat. I'm so, sure they are. So what are they, still in 1940-something? Seems That's like how it. they react. Seems like it. Seems like it. I wouldn't go to Mississippi for nothing. Now, we also got to switch sides and talk Michael Irvin. I seen him all over the news yesterday. What's going on with Michael Irvin? Man, I this makes my blood boil. I mean, it really, really does. Um, for those of you that have not watched the video, I encourage you to watch it. Uh, you guys may remember that Michael Irvin was accused of sexual assault uh, in a Marriott hotel. And so yesterday, uh, Michael Irvin's uh, attorney has released a video you can see for yourself that literally he was just talking to this woman. I believe he just touched her elbow and she, mm -hmm. you know, she put her arm back, but mm -hmm. they were literally just having a conversation uh, about football. And so he has always uh, maintained his innocence. He has always said that the evidence will come out. But the problem with this is this really, you know, hurt his reputation at that time. They had pretty much pulled him. I want to say, if, if I recall, if you guys remember, he was getting ready to do some commentary before the, Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. For right. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they pulled him from that. So now we see that the employee was simply just walking, uh, walking around, having a simple conversation. I thought it was interesting that the attorney pointed out that there was a man, I guess her manager, kind of standing on the side mm -hmm. um, and, and appears to just be watching uh, something strange going on with that, just watching. Um, but eventually they shook hands. Uh, they parted ways. It was a simple conversation. And so now Michael Irvin is uh, suing Marriott and the Jane Doe, rightfully as he should. 
should mm -hmm. because this has absolutely done damage to his reputation and I don't know where we are with this guys I don't know if black men just need to walk around with, with body cams 24 hours a day or what because Pretty this much. is obviously an attempt for a shakedown in my opinion um, you know not putting it on the record but this this is just I mean it, it's disgusting to see you know something like this happen um, in this case so what did she say he did because I, I seen the video they look, just looked like they were chatting and he said that's, his, th that's exactly what they were doing she but at the hotel they like came up the see these hotels anytime they have um anytime i guess when the nfl team is there they say hey if you see anything strange let us know so uh they called the nfl and said hey something you know uh michael irvin's been inappropriate and so nfl security walked him out and he asked hey what's going on what the hell's going on they said well you've been accused of sexual assault so we need you to leave the hotel wow so uh he was totally taken off guard because he had no idea what what they were talking about because it was literally just a conversation so again thank god for the tape uh to be able to show uh, his innocence well, this is why you can't jump to conclusions and this is why i hate when people dish out consequences before all the facts are out there and i didn't believe it i did not believe it i hope he sued a tanning lotion off me that too bitch. absolutely mm -hmm. and, i do and i hope this uh correction is just as loud as the accusation was correct you know what i mean Correct. That's and exactly something is it. mentally wrong with her to think you were sexual assaulted by touching your. No, she's trying to get a check. No doubt about it. Check at least take your shirt off. Oh, Jesus. You can't get one by rubbing your elbow, ma'am. But she thought that it was like anything else. Like yeah. that white woman would be loud enough to go against that black guy, and they would white Michael women? Urban and yeah. they would cut her a check. That's what she thought. Doctor Umar be trying to tell y'all, but no, y'all don't want to listen to the good Doctor Umar. Well, there is a new drink out there called the Negro and the Caucasian. What? Boy, that's a biracial <laughs> baby, ain't it? <laughs> what Tell us about this this uh, drink, the Negro and Caucasian. Wait a minute, who made this it? This is a, on a lighter note, I know we just got through with, you know, both of those stories, but on a lighter note, uh, yeah, dozens of employees have walked out uh, of their job in Pennsylvania. Uh, management allegedly wanted to add a drink called the Negro and the Caucasian. Now, the Caucasian drink uh, was, uh, I guess they were doing a play on the white Russian, and there was also talk about the redneck Russian as well. Yes. So uh, the, what's so funny about this is the employees said, you know, we are offended. Uh, and, and I'm certainly not making light of their offense, but uh, they, they said we're offended by this. And the owner pretty much, he he uh, doubled down. He said, hey, guess what? Buckle up because the Negro drink is coming next. So the owner told the staff, <laughs> hey, feel free to walk out. The, the staff said, no problem. Bet that we're going to do that. In addition to that, we're going to uh, start a boycott. And so they went on social media, which is a great tool. Uh, when you're trying to bring awareness and so uh, eventually he learned that fat does indeed meet greasy uh, and he issued an apology is it a bar I mean is this a is this a coca-cola I mean not a coca-cola product I mean is it made a lot of them because this sounds like something that they make at a bar no, yeah, it is. It's, it's, a it's a restaurant. And so they, they were trying to be creative. Mm -hmm. They're known for having all of these creative <laughs> drinks. And so they said, hey, let's do the Caucasian and the Negro. And then he got upset. He said, you know, how dare you question me? I've never been racist. There's nothing wrong with me. How dare you Negroes question me about a Negro drink? And he really doubled down. It was really until the employees actually uh, backed up what they said they were going to do and walked out and caused a big fuss on social media that made him, to apolo uh, made him eventually Ooh. apologize. I don't think he means it because he doubled down. But you know, what's, the what's, wrong, what's wrong with Negro drink no, and Caucasian drink? But what is the Negro drink? Hold on, what was right, the drink? What's gonna be in the Negro was there drink? A Mexican drink before this, an Asian drink. I mean, because this sounds like it had been going on. But, but when you got, it he got said to Caucasian the Caucasian drink, was a right, Negro, was a, was a, was a, was a play on the white Russian. Russian right. So what's the Negro drink? 
But why? How come white Russian ain't never offend nobody all these years? Like I don't have a problem Who with Negro drinking first? Caucasian drink. Who so you want a Negro drink? What would be insane Negro saying. drink? What's Hennessy? Hennessy? That's what I'm saying. If it was Hennessy. watermelon and Hennessy, then I can understand. Nah, you got a problem with that. That's a little different. Chicken flavored Hennessy, I can't, I can't go with that. And y'all act like it's called Coon Punch and Cracker Juice. <laughs> if it was right, Coon but Punch it, but and Cracker Juice. But if they had a Negro drink and it and it had Hennessy with, a, with, a, with watermelon on the side, you Pretty wouldn't be offended. Cool, well, I, I understand that is watermelon is a symbol of freedom, but I can I wouldn't be. it okay. wouldn't offend me. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I gotta see what's in the drink. I don't think that just the words "Negro" and "Caucasian" offend me. That's yeah, I think it'll okay, me. so you you want to see what it is? So you're looking at "Negro" as just the the color of the drink, or because white Russian is literally white? Hey, if you want to be technical, I went to a Mexican restaurant. My husband ordered a Modelo. They said you want Negro. What's a Negro? The dark. Oh, beer. the dog drink. Oh, <laughs> oh word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I think I have a problem. You at the bar and the white person. Give me a Negro. Like you would have. That's better than. <laughs> <laughs> Give me three niggas. I want three niggas neat. <laughs> I want three niggas on rocks. Oh what? my goodness. But it sound like. Let's be fair. It sound like they made these offensive drinks before. This ain't the first time. And it's equal opportunity. Negro drink, Caucasian drink. It ain't like they just singled out the black people. I mean, well, I think they, they've, made, they've made creative drinks, but he thought since it was already called, you know, the white Russian, why not go ahead and say Caucasian? So they're known allegedly, from what I read, they're known, uh, you know, to come up with these creative type drinks. And so I guess he figured, hey, if it's good enough for the white folks, it's good enough, you know, for so, black folks to call I mean, Negro the Negro drink. And obviously, maybe it was a good idea. Charlemagne said, you know, that he, he's not offended. So, but these employees were, they walked out and, and they said they were just uncomfortable as. Asking, you know, I guess going to ask customers how many Negroes do you want on the rock? No, so. Miss Pat, Pat is asking a good question. Did the white people get offended at Caucasian? It didn't say. It just said that uh, dozens of employees have walked, walked out. It didn't say if they were white or black. It was mainly the employees that had a problem with it. It never made it to the menu. It was just the fact that he brought it up. Yeah. Um. And and so that's that's what happened with that. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you, Teslin, for for joining hey, us I this morning. We appreciate you. You want to try it? Absolutely. That's how much you want to try it. Ice cold, delicious. <laughs> Give me two of them crackers right. on the rock. Give me two crackers <laughs> on the rock. <laughs> My goodness. All right. When we come back, Roland Martin will be joining us. We're gonna kick it with Roland, so don't move. And Teslin, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJNV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The brother Roland Martin. What's Welcome. happening? What's happening? How new you feeling? New dig. I'm all good, man. It's been um, crazy busy. Things are going well. We've had a great 2022 with Blackstar Network. And so we uh, are moving uh, with 2023. Launched mm -hmm. our 24-hour streaming channel. Mm -hmm. And you know, my goal for us by the end of the year was to be on five platforms. We probably will hit that by the end of April. Mm -hmm. That's dope. When people so, see that hashtag, uh, hashtag Roland Martin Unfiltered uh, or Black Star Network. What, is, what does that mean? Well, Roland Martin Unfiltered is the show. So when I launched September 2018, that was the first show that I launched. And so everybody told me, look, this is not going to work. Try to go get a job back at CNN, a good job at MSNBC. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested in, ha in having a 32-year-old white producer tell me what I can and cannot cover. Mm -hmm. and, and I also saw in terms of exactly where we were going. So we had to do proof of concept. So Roller Martin Unfiltered, we're now four years in, building that up. And then last year when I launched the network, I knew I wanted other shows as well because I wanted to be more than just one show. So the show basically is the axis. It's the same thing, or, or tent pole. Same thing happens in, you, you look at cable television. So we've now got four other shows, Wealthy You from Deborah Owens, Balanced Living with Jackie Hood Martin, The Pivot with Stephanie Humphrey. We got a Greg a Carr show, The Black Table, and then another daily show 
with Roger Muhammad. We got three shows we're developing as well. Uh, so things are going well. The, the, the biggest thing is still dealing with the ad agencies when it comes to supporting black owned media. Because uh, you got some folks who say, oh, you know, we don't want to buy news. It's like, oh, brand safety. And I'm like, yeah, but I see your ads on Fox News. I see them on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. I see them on CNN with this opinion. So please tell me again where this brand safety mm-hmm. stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why our audience uh, who supports us has been crazy. I mean, our audience, the fans have literally given about two million bucks in the last four years. And wow. so that's how we've been able to really sustain and build uh, to sort of do the things necessary uh, because you know black owned media is so important but but, but specifically news mm-hmm. uh, there's a ton of gossip there's a ton of entertainment there's a ton of oh for the culture but the question is what are you being informed about mm-hmm. and what I hate is when people say oh man I wish we knew well there are those of us out here trying to tell you mm-hmm. but the question is what are you watching what are you listening um, and you know look you know March 16th is the uh, is the anniversary the 196th anniversary of the launch of the first black newspaper uh, Freedom's wow. Journal mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was March 16th 1827 uh, and there's a quote in the third paragraph we have a mural in my office this has it on there it says we wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us mm. And that's really has been the mantra of the black press. And and that's why that matters, because uh, I, I fear us. And I've said this on this show numerous times before. I fear the future where we're asking somebody else to tell our story. Mm. That is the scariest thing in the world to me. I feel like that's all people doing. Even now, like when you see people pitching shows to like, you know, different producers and production companies in Hollywood, I feel like that's all we ever do. Right. And, and that's because we have been conditioned to seek permission as mm-hmm. opposed to grant permission ourselves. Mm-hmm. We look at BET. You know, Bob Johnson owning BET when the Million Man March happened. His sales people came in and was like, Bob, you know, what, what are we doing? If you, if you cover the Million Man March and we go no ads, you know, we're going to lose money. He said, then today we're going to lose money. So Bob Johnson only can make that decision right. because Bob Johnson owned BET. That's right. And the reason we've been having this fight even with black-owned media it's because if you read Brett Pulley's book, which is an amazing book called The Billion Dollar Bed, The Unauthorized Biography of Bob Johnson and BET. When Viacom purchased BET, Sumner Redstone and Mel Carmazin saw that BET was getting $1,500 for a 30-second ad that MTV was getting $8,000 for. And Mel goes, BET was discounting itself. No, they weren't discounting themselves. The agencies were not, they were not valuing right. black people. Right. Now, if you just do the math, BET gets sold for $2.3 billion plus the assumption of debt. It's really about $3 billion. If BET had been getting its fair value from the beginning, that means that when BET was sold, it should have been sold for 10 to 12 billion. Mm. Remember, Bob and Sheila Johnson reaped the, the you know the billions from it, mm-hmm. which meant that if they got their foul value, they could have actually sold thirty percent of BET for the same three billion mm-hmm. and still owned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you see what happens when we get shortchanged in the dollars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how it impacts black ownership. How do we that change that though? Because like when you turn it down, I'm sure there's somebody else out there that be like, you know, what, I'm gonna take that money. Right, and that, well, that and that's also part of the deal. So we have to understand when you're operating as a collective, is that if you take that crumb, you're gonna keep getting that crumb. Mm-hmm. So we have to train folks to understand that no, you have to stand for it. No, let's get let's get the hundred or the five hundred thousand, or let's take down the million or the several million dollars. So that 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 one that has to happen, uh, and not get played by 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 isolating us. That's one. Two, 
information also comes in because too many people are literally walking into meetings and they don't have the information on how to do battle. Uh, three, we've got to have our institutions also begin to property, properly leverage them. So what I mean by that, if you have corporations that are doing business with the National Urban League, the NAACP, National Action Network, Rainbow Push Coalition, uh, and others, those institutions have to say, all right, a donation to us is great, but it's marginal. Okay, so Wells Fargo was the presenting sponsor of the NAACP Image Awards. Okay, that's fine, that's great. But the question is, how much money did black people lose during the home foreclosure crisis mm -hmm. as a result of the business practices of Wells Fargo? I guarantee you it's far more what the donation was. And so I believe that our institution need to have, we need to have race indexes, meaning not just who are your black folks on the board of directors, what are the contracts that you're providing? I was going to ask, so, you know, we're talking all the economics, right? And they're talking inflation fell, and, and now they're talking about the banking crisis. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, remember, when you talk about that particular bank there, what happened there? That was an abject failure on their leadership because they were, they were not properly prepared for the Fed's interest rate raises. That was one. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm laughing to death at all these white conservatives who are yelling, oh, they were so concerned about being woke as if a group of white men ain't never broke banks before. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real, okay? But what you have is the, the, the financial industry is so crazy because if there's just a sliver of a fear. Everybody pull their money. That's whether it's private equity. I mean, so it's like, oh, let me hold on to cash. That's the whole deal. So that sector is really dependent upon confidence everything is going to be fine. That's what happened there. They just got all spooked. Well, that was a crisis of leadership. Okay. And secondly, it was also a weakening of the regulations. Mm -hmm. Barney Frank needs to be answering to this because you had the Dodd-Frank bill. He actually lobbied once he left Congress and joined a bank, the bank that he actually joined. They were the ones that went under Signature Bank in New York. They weakened the laws. Conservatives and Republicans love yelling deregulation. No, there's a there's a reason regulation is important mm -hmm. to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. I spend multiple shows walking people through the data saying, no, this is a lie. This is what he said. This was proposed. This is what got funded. Here's the whole truth. These people are kind of like, oh, we know all that. Yeah, because the places that you're watching, they're not going to break it down to you for you. Right. Because let's just be clear. MSNBC and CNN are not going to give you that level of uh, detail, specifically to HBCUs. It ain't going to happen, which is why you got to have black-owned media. All right, we got more with Roland Martin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand-new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you 
straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Miss Pat is here, our guest host. We're still kicking it with Roland Martin. Charlemagne? What would you say to people who said, uh, you know, of course the, the, the Silicon Valley Bank is getting the bailout, but, you know, if you ask for stuff for, like, student loan forgiveness or, you know, universal health care or social services, housing, education. Or HBC they, support. They don't never have money mm-hmm. for that, but they okay. always have money for the bailout banks and the fund wars. What would you say to those people? One, they're actually... Um, mostly incorrect if you break those things apart. First of all, you look at the student loan uh, debt forgiveness. That right now is awaiting the Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. So you ahead those oral arguments. So the Biden administration actually said, let's let's forgive student loan debt. Now they got sued. Now it goes to the Supreme Court. That's Supreme Court. The three branches of government. Legislative, executive, judicial. Bottom line is that's why it's in the Supreme Court. So that happens there. When you talk about uh, HBCUs, the level of funding over the last four years has been the most they've gotten uh, ever. Uh, we broke down. You're talking about almost eight billion dollars. And then if you if you go inside of those numbers uh, and Congressman Bobby Scott on the Education Committee, Congressman Jim Clyburn, uh, Congressman Alma Adams. Look, the thing the thing was so significant uh, with those numbers that most of those HBCUs, especially public HBCUs, got four times as much money from the federal government than they got from the states and they're supposed to be state funded. Mm-hmm. Yes, the states owe these HBCUs a lot of money. No, no, I'm, not, I'm just talking about just okay. the, the mm-hmm. annual the annual amount of money they were given. Mm-hmm. You take all of those federal programs, CARES Act, American Rescue Plan, all of those. I mean, the numbers don't lie in terms of, I'm talking about you going from Alabama A&M to Florida A&M to North Carolina A&T, top to bottom, in many cases, four times as much money. Uh, I walked through the whole spreadsheet on my show and folk were like, hold up, the state gave Florida A&M that much and they got that much from the federal government? Absolutely. And so, so your money there. Now, you're absolutely right. Part of the, they are right in terms of how Congress is excellent at finding money for largely white farmers, 25 billion with Trump as president. But then, oh, no, 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 we can't afford that particular program. That's why I keep walking people through why voting matters. See, folks go, if I don't get this, I ain't voting. Well, if you don't vote, you ain't going to get this. And so you have you cannot change policy, but not change the policy makers. Mm -hmm. The problem for us is we're not voting our number. Numbers don't lie. If black voters in most places vote 65, 70, 75 percent of our numbers, we can sweep election. Because if you're in an area in the state, half a million registered and eligible black voters. 30% vote. Okay, that's 150. If 30% of them vote, that's 150. If 50% of them vote, that's an additional 100,000 votes. Mm-hmm. 50. I ain't got the 70. 50. Warnock be Herschel Walker about 95,000 votes. Mm-hmm. If 30% of black people vote, it's 500,000 black people. 30% vote. That number is what it is. So, so well, we've been saying that for ten years. Uh, so now, all of a sudden, but so now, how you? What do you now deal with? You now have to first of all start very early to educate. You can't see this, this is what we do. We go, we got to register. First of all, I can't get you to vote unless you're registered. I can't get you to register unless you're enlightened. I can't enlighten you unless you're educated. The problem is we stop educating and enlightening mm-hmm. and we spend all of our attention just trying to get somebody registered. That's right. Registered because, no, if I don't see the value, I have to now explain to you why. People come to me all the time. 
man, are you talking about voting? Why should I vote? I go, what's the one thing you care about? Man, what you mean? Well, you obviously care about something. What do you care about? It's rooted in politics, whatever if, it is. Whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. And but, but, but see, if I force it, no, 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 no. What do you care about? Then they go, uh, money. So then they throw it out, okay. School. And so then when they unpack it, then I'm like, okay, let me explain to mm-hmm. you how this federal race impacts the one thing you care about. They, then they'll go, damn, I ain't, I ain't, never, I ain't never thought about it like that. Because mm-hmm. no one has walked them through. We don't have civics classes like we used to. We're not walking people through. who They, they, they don't understand what city council does, county government does, mm-hmm. what the DA does. Look, it was only in the last five to eight years that people now understand the power of the district attorney. Why do you think all of a sudden we start electing progressive district attorneys? Mm-hmm. Because people were being educated and taught. That is what is desperately needed. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why for my show, we literally use the show to walk folks through teaching, educating. I've had more people come up to me who say, bro, man, I ain't know nothing about this stuff. But watch it. Now I understand it because we're taking the time to do it. You can't just say go register. If, if Democrats were smart, and I've said this to civil rights groups, I've said it to all divine nine. We should be starting right now on a massive national education plan for 2024. You cannot wait to June of 2024 or Especially September. With the reordering of the, uh, the the presidential primary. Yeah, it, it, you have to because again, you need people to understand the long term implications mm-hmm. of what's about to happen. Do you realize right now in Florida, right now they are considering a bill that could potentially eliminate eliminate all black fraternities and sororities from public yeah, universities. Absolutely. Right now, absolutely, it passed out of the committee in the House. Uh, already passed. Out. Now, now the Senate bill is totally different. That thing is being considered right now. Mm-hmm. When you look at what the tax on DEI now. Florida did it. Now Texas is doing it. North Carolina doing it. Removing DEI from all of the job listings as well. Understand what their strategy is. Their strategy, which I lay out in my book, White Fear. Their strategy is a 5,200-year strategy. We're talking next year. No, they're talking the next 50 years. So that means that if you have, how old is your daughter? Uh, Which one? I got four, but the oldest one is 21. The youngest one is one. Okay. That means they want to impact your youngest daughter when she's having her 50th. Yeah, my youngest is one. Yeah, absolutely. I want, I want, you, I want you to think about that. Mm-hmm. They, they, want, they want to impact your daughter mm-hmm. when she's having her 50th birthday. That's how they're operating. That's the agenda that they are executing. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm, I'm yelling from the rooftops, Black America... Wake up to understand what they are trying to do. It is not the next two years or four years. They want to cement power and control for the next 50 years. So if we shift, yes, those numbers and go from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70, now all of a sudden, game totally changes and they're going to look up and went, what the hell? They turned out at 70%? Yeah, because numbers don't lie. DeSantis would not be governor if black people had voted at 65% of our numbers DeSantis never becomes governor alright we got more with Roland Martin when we come back it's the Breakfast Club good morning morning everybody it's DJ Envy Charlemagne the guy we are the Breakfast Club Miss Pat is here our guest host we're still kicking it with Roland Martin Charlemagne with the Democratic Party approving the reordering of the 24 presidential primary how do you see that empowering more black voters well first off Whenever the presidential election comes around, it was always Iowa, New Hampshire. Ain't no black people there. Mm-hmm. There are very few. I mean, I've, I've spoken in Iowa. I won't say there's no black people there. I've spoken to the NAACP in Iowa. There are black people there, but the, but the numbers are very small. So the reality is white interests are placed ahead of everything else. Mm-hmm. 
Now, all of a sudden, because African-Americans make up, dominate the Democratic Party in South Carolina, you are going to have to be talking about the things that we actually care about. Uh, so that is a change. But here's the problem. In the last election, there was a significant drop off of black turnout in South Carolina. Massive dropout. So what has to happen is black people in South Carolina are going to have to become far more engaged. Again, it's turnout, 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 turnout. But people got to you have a big audience with your network. They're engaged with you because of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Shouldn't more emphasis be on the actual Democrats? To get people engaged? Why do we always do that to the voters? Like, oh, go out there, go out there and vote, go out there and vote. Because no, shouldn't Democrats be doing things to, well, first make, of all, to, to energize people? They should, but what I'm not going to do is wait on somebody else to save me if I can throw somebody a life vest. But see, when you feel like, uh, when, 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 when they don't save you, now you feel like you don't need them. Yeah, but here's the deal, so though. Why go vote? Here's the deal, though, because somebody going to win. You can hate both of them. One of them are going to win. Period. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to decide, okay, of the two people or the three people or the four or the five, who do, who do I want or who can I potentially talk to or try to get something from? That's what I have to decide. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care who it is, which now means I got to make a decision. All right. And I can say, man, I don't like my decision. Again, somebody is going to win. I now have to say, what are my interests? Mm-hmm. And then what are my interests now means, who can I get a meeting with? Who can I put pressure on? What are the pressure points? If a Republican wins, I literally have no pressure points because they ain't talking to me anyway. But Democrat wins, I've got pressure points if I use them. See, the problem is we go, I voted, cool, I'm out, I'll see you later. No, 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 no. I got to be in that person's face. I got to be right there. That's true. I, I, I got to be and, and let them know I'm coming for you. The, the only way they're ever going to really move, and I'm never going to discourage anybody from sitting out elections, but the only way they're ever going to really move is if one year no black people show up and they end up losing. But we can't afford to do that. No. So how do you so how do you push them? Be, you, you push them because, first of all, Remember, there are primaries. Because you said, like you said, they no, need us. But here's the first thing. Yeah. There are primaries. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who are we supporting in the primary? Remember, you don't, you're not just always just accepting whoever runs. Mm-hmm. There are options. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. All these people who were yelling, man, why we got an old, old guy Biden? I'm sorry. Y'all asses were real silent when Corey was running, when Kamala was running. There were choices. A lot of black people like Bernie, but then people told us, no, Bernie can't win. Well, first of all, first of all, first of all it's not... They told us Bernie can't win. Folk didn't vote for Senator Sanders. Mm-hmm. That's just what happened. Again, they didn't vote for Senator Cory Booker. They didn't vote for Senator Kamala Harris. That's what happened there. Mm-hmm. It just it simply comes down to engage. I'm simply saying for us, the reality is, I don't care who you are. If you check out of anything, no one will pay you any attention. But what do you think about his age? What do you think about Biden's age and people saying they, they knew that was old last time? Early signs of <laughs> they knew that was old. But you didn't see the early signs of alleged dementia. First of all, for right there, alleged dementia. I ain't, I ain't look. I got no report. Uh, I got none of that. Bottom line is, look, he's there. And let me tell you something. The, the reason I'm not sitting there tripping is a bunch of old people right now who are United States senators. It's a bunch of old people in the house. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of old people right now. When somebody listen to me right now. It's an old ass person who's your county commissioner, who's your city councilman. Mm-hmm. And this is why I tell all of my millennial and Gen Z followers if you vote your numbers, you can change the game. But if you sit in your ass at home and people say, oh, yeah, they increase their numbers and like, yes, 
They did increase the numbers in 2022. But I'm saying vote your numbers. Millennials and Gen Zs can change every political office in America if they actually vote their numbers. The same thing I'm saying to black people. You vote 68, 70, 75 percent. You can sweep elections because we know how other folks are, are going to vote. That's what it boils down to. You have to vote your numbers. Use your power. If you are sitting on, home on election day, you're not using your power and it's going to waste. Before we get out of here, man, you, you had a great idea. Uh, this was, I don't remember how long ago this was, but I heard you say this out loud. I don't know if you said it publicly yet about what you would like to see happen with the president and the vice president in terms of black media. I think you said you wanted to put together a like yeah, media, I, yeah I, I, what, what, what needs to happen is that they should do j- just like Biden met with the main TV anchors and they mostly all white other than Lester Holt. Uh, then they need to do one with black owned media. Mm-hmm. Black journalists who work in mainstream media, you be, they're, they're, they might bring up the debt ceiling. Black people bring up bring up debt ceiling. That's not the issue we're going to be bringing up. Okay, so it needs to be black owned media. Mm-hmm. That that needs to happen. I've made that perfectly clear. And again, there are folks in the White House who ain't happy because I did, and I really don't care. That's what I'm supposed to do. I am going to advocate for black owned media. That ain't never changed in my entire life. I pushed city council. Look, I've cussed out many a black politician who ignored black owned media. You advertising everywhere else, but then you mm-hmm. don't spend with black owned media. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that ain't happening. And so, yeah, I've had some choice words for a few and we people. See. And congrats on the NAACP award. No, we didn't win. We lost. I know, but the, the nomination, nomination. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was cool. And, and the one sure. thing people wonder is like, does Roland ever sit down at events? Okay. Or you just wandered the room? No, 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 no. See, no, I worked the room. Mm. See, that's people understand. Okay. okay. When you hit the Image Awards, most people are literally in one location. So I'm a journalist. You got him. So got when you. I get up, like, look, two years ago, Issa, hey, Issa Ray, and I was like, yo, Issa, I said, hit your text. She said, oh, no, that's an old number. Boom, new number. Dude, I, I'm working. Soon as they go to commercial break, I'm up. Boom, boom, boom. Number, email. I go take a seat. That's what Khaled does. That's, yeah, he's Screw Khaled. Khaled. that's Khaled. We'll hurt up. Nah, that's how I'm going to work it. I will work every single room. And if I go to an event and I, I have not walked away with uh, somebody's phone number, I wasted my time going to that event. There you go. Damn. That's work, baby. That's well, real. Roland Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check out Roland Martin Unfiltered, the Black Star Network. That's right. And give. That's right. Donate. Where do you donate at, Roland? It's easy. Uh, checks and money orders, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. And I got a lot of black people who still send check and money orders. They don't trust nothing else. But Cash App is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo RM Unfiltered. Zale, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. You can tell I can do that every single day. So, I see, know. I can tell. Right. Yeah, every day. Well, it's Roland Martin, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Breakfast Club. Drop the knowledge. Roland Martin. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got Miss Pat here, our co-host. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jesse Smollett. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On the Breakfast Club. All right, you guys remember Jesse Smollett and the incident that happened out, alleged incident that happened out in Chicago, right, with the two African brothers? I don't know if you even got to say alleged no more. I think it was proven that it didn't happen. That man got out of jail after he was sentenced to 20 years, so it's allegedly. He got sentenced to 20 years? I don't know. No. What you talking about? I'm like, what? Well, he went to jail and he got out, so evidently he wasn't guilty. Allegedly, like you said. uh, Wait a minute, now, I thought that he was found guilty. Guilty. 
I think, yeah. but yeah, he didn't do no time. He did yeah, like he a day out. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, well, the two brothers, Bola and Ola, are, uh, Bola, speak, Ola. And so are speaking out about the event and what actually happened. I thought he was a good actor, but I also was thinking that this guy's a fraud. This guy's really sitting here just lying to these people, lying through his teeth and him. not caring. I think he shed a tear. And I want a little gay boy who might watch this to see that I fuck back. This dude crazy, man. <laughs> Y'all crazy too? He shed a tear, man. This dude wild. Bola and Ola, we don't care, all right? Y'all can't crucify that man after y'all helped him uh, perpetuate the lie. But didn't they also was like lovers or something? They got massages, hey, man, Pat, I thought. What you talking about? Yeah, no, they said that. They said one of, the brother, one of the brothers and Justice Ola. Ola allegedly. Hold on. I thought all of them put this plan together. I yes, all of them did this allegedly together. they did, but I think they were in time, some type of relationship. Oh, I, I keep recall. saying allegedly. I thought that happened. I don't know if that was in a relationship or not. I don't want to put them brothers in a relationship. That's what about, she just asked. I'm talking about I'm the asking. fact that all of them did this together. How yes. are you going to call me a liar and say I'm crazy, but you helped me with the lie and helped me with my crazy? But she was asking if they were I in a relationship. Said, was Ola Olaf with a part of a... Wasn't they in a relationship? I don't, I don't know, know if it was Ola this. or Bola, and I don't know how far it went. I don't know nothing about this. Somebody played on Frozen. <laughs> oh, well, this is them describing the incident, how they were supposed to do it. Then we started tussling, moving, moving around, and then I threw him to the ground. He wanted it to look like he fought back. That was very important for him because he said, hey, don't just beat my ass. Make it look like I'm fighting back and whatnot. So we did that. After I threw him to the ground, I used my knuckle and gave him a noogie. Why did I do that? To give him a scar, to give him a mark, to make it look real like he really did get his ass beat. <laughs> After I did that, I fake kicked him. I don't know what he was doing. I wasn't paying attention. That's where I came around with the bleach, the infamous bleach in the hot sauce bottle, poured it on his shirt. Then I finally put the rope around his face. I did not put it around his neck. I just placed it on his face, and that's when we took off. Bola and Ola have zero room to criticize Jesse Smollett. You helped him do all of this. Whatever you say about Jesse, you have to say about yourself. If you, if Jesse crazy, then y'all crazy. If Jesse was lying, then y'all was lying. Knock it off. Better let it go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Why even bring this back up? <laughs> like they so innocent. What's in a nookie? <laughs> As we get like your little middle finger, it's, it's usually to the like the like that. But he did it to his eyes, so it left it would leave a mark. Oh, so he just took his. It Oh, what? remember when your eyelash fell off earlier? And how it looked? That's how, that's how it looked when you get somebody in the Go to hell, okay? <laughs> now, also, Sierra seems like she's getting a little backlash because of the dress she wore at the Oscars. That was not Oscars. a dress. It was totally see-through. Did you see it? Uh, of course I seen it. You seen it too. And you still staring at the picture. No, I'm, I'm explaining. So they said she posed for pictures and she was absolutely... Uh, completely naked. They said she had nothing but gloves, a thong, and nipple covers on. People were like, you have three kids and a husband. How could you wear that? Uh, you're disrespecting Russell. This is embarrassing to Russell. Y'all just were in prison praying for people. Uh, so oh, they were saying Lord all that. Mercy, That's what happened to you when you leave prison. Make you get naked. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, what? You know, it's always people. Yes. I say do what you want to do. I agree, it's man. always people who ain't shaped like Sierra that's complaining. I saw Sierra pitching. I said, mm, if her husband allowed, keep strolling. Mm -hmm. I mind my business. Mm -hmm. It's always somebody who eat Chick-fil-A like me round the clock and ain't got no husband. <laughs> ain't these, these hoes ain't even got no husband and want to tell us what to do. Mind your business, you lonely crabs. Mm.
Jesus. You ain't lying. I mean, they always just come and leave. First of all, you can't even you can't even walk down uh, Sierra Street without getting arrested. So why are you even coming on what she wear? If Russell was right there with her, so if he allowed her to wear, is all right by me? I wish I could look like that. I look like that in the sixth grade. Been a long time. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, needless criti- criticism comes from a place of jealousy and envy. Of course, yeah, you know what I mean? it's always broke people make talking about rich people. Mm. Yeah, if Russell's fine with it, that's their relationship. Who are we to to, to poke at? I like Matt said, out of shape people, people that's bad built. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean it, it looked cold in that building to me. I was just worried about <laughs> her sneezing because you know it's COVID out here. But if she held back her sneezing, didn't get nobody sick. Where's here, girl? You look good. I mean, I don't know what size your underwear is because them things were like hairballs to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that is your rumor report. Who you giving that donkey to, man? <laughs> well, after that, we need a lady named Madison Crowley to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, we like to have a word with her. She don't know how to keep a secret. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey it's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. We're donkeys. Yeah, it's donkey today for Wednesday, March 15th. Go to a young lady named Madison Crowley. Uh, she is from the birthplace of Miss Pat. Atlanta, Georgia, ATL, shorty. And according to the NY Post, she got a tattoo for her soon-to-be husband. That's right, Madison is getting married soon. And uh, to celebrate her groom, she got a new tattoo. Would you like to hear more about it? Well, she discussed it on TikTok. Let's listen. I'm getting a secret tattoo for my fiancé, and he doesn't know about it. Obviously, it's a secret. We're getting married in 11 days, and he's going to find out on the wedding day about the secret tattoo. So let's go get it. Okay, you guys, it's done. It happened, as you can see in those past clips. I am obsessed with it. I love it so much. It's gonna be a little bit harder to take care of than like I realized because it's like literally on my butt and I'm hiding it from him for the next 11 days. So that's gonna be fun and interesting and like wearing leggings and stuff with like this big bandaid on my thing. I hope he loves it. Now, DJ Envy, Miss Pat, y'all are smart people. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me why she's getting donkey today today. I don't know. She got a tattoo of her uh, fiance mm-hmm. on her butt, mm-hmm. but I, she can't give him none because it's sore back there, mm-hmm. and he's gonna need Vaseline. Mm-hmm. So why are you giving a donkey of the day? Envy. Uh, I think either it's the wrong name or they didn't go through with the marriage. He cross-eyed. Mm. <laughs> Play it one more time, Ray. Play it one more time, please. I'm Lord getting a secret tattoo for my fiance, and okay, he stop doesn't right know there. about it. Obviously, stop right there. A secret tattoo. Mm-hmm. She got a tattoo for her groom. It's supposed to be a secret. Mm-hmm. His initial mm-hmm. that she wants to oh, surprise him with. Oh, she put it on the internet. Duh, Lord have mercy. Oh my oh, God, my envy God. you slow. Oh, 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 I'm I'm slow. <laughs> y'all on the same bus. <laughs> all right, all right. Jesus Christ, envy you slow. She's already shown it to TikTok. All right, I'm completely flabbergasted, y'all. He might not. He might not be on social media. That's Wait right. a minute. He might not Wait, be on social media. My husband ain't on That's social right. media. Her husband ain't on social media. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. get the donkey. You get there. You donkey. You know that was one of her replies to one of the commenters. She said, my fiancé doesn't have TikTok. Well, guess what, Madison? I don't got TikTok either, okay? You know? But I saw this on 
than NewYorkPost.com. Does the man not have the internet, period? Huh? This story is on The Breakfast Club now. You know what? I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. If he a thug, and what if he can't read? He might be blind. Man, shut up, man. <laughs> shut up, man. No, okay. I don't know what world we live in anymore. Okay, when I when I when I when I, I think I wake up and I live in a certain dimension, but when I go online, I'm actually getting feeds from another dimension because this is not the earth that I grew up on. It can't be, okay. I grew up in the 1900s, okay. When you was trying to surprise somebody, you didn't tell nobody unless it was for a surprise party. Other than that, you kept it to yourself, and then boom, you surprised your significant other. Well, she didn't say when he had to be surprised. He was surprised when he found it on the news. New York News. No, she actually did say. Tell, play it, play it, uh, play the other part, Red. I definitely did have doggy in mind when I got this tattoo. It's going to be amazing, but my fiance and I haven't had sex yet. We are waiting until marriage, so it's going to be a nice little spicy secret surprise. She's been hiding it. She wanted to wait until the night after the wedding, the night of the wedding after they were married, and he was hitting it doggy style, and then he was going to see it, Miss Pat. Oh, that's who doggy mm. is. Been a long time for doggy for me. <laughs> I thought she had them bottom of the dog too. I said, damn, she, she got him a tattoo and a dog. She was trying to surprise him. Oh, that, was a, that was a sex position. Remember that position back in the day? Oh, I can't do it now. Get dizzy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Hey, man. Some donkey today just sell themselves. Please give Madison Crowley the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now Lord, you are the donkey. donkey. <laughs> Of the day, Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. Why would donkey had to be so long? What do you mean? It's the Hamilton singing. I'm just saying. And the wedding gonna be in four days, y'all. Oh, they got four more days. Four more days. And he still don't know the tattoo. I guarantee there. you he know. He all he in the New York Post right now. They got his picture in the New York Post. And they everything. got his picture? Yeah, they got his picture. Let me show you his picture. Girl, Hold you on. stupid. <laughs> That's the whole point of Donkey of the Day, man. Hold on. Young people can't keep no secret. They cannot keep no secret. She want to hang secret. out with them people who just a smallette. No. What race is she? Uh, Caucasian. Mm. She was Caucasian? Yes, she was. Oh, she probably met a black man. Don't nobody look at they walk they, they they social media. No, he white. I can't even find what are you the looking story. Up? There. I was looking for the stories. I can show y'all the pictures. Mm. Was she pretty? Huh? If you gotta say huh, that means that's that's what pretty. <laughs> what happened? No. <laughs> no, I mean she, she white. Mm. What, what what? I mean, I don't know. She look like here she go. There she go. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations to them. Congratulations, girl. He should surprise her with a tattoo on his ass. You know, they should have matching tattoos. Good part about it, huh? she ain't got to add no ink to his face. Because he got a beard? No, because he white and a booty white. Man, shut <laughs> up. All right. When we come back, <laughs> let's up. open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, we talked earlier about this restaurant in Pennsylvania. Ooh. They had some drinks uh, that they named Negro and Caucasian. Mm. And the employees were pissed off about it that they decided to have a walkout. Can we, we you got the, the news report? No news report? All right. So uh, what would you do in that situation? 800-585-1051. You work at a restaurant. The owner starts to, uh, these new drinks, one called Caucasian and one called Negro. If I worked there, what would I do? Yes. Because some of the employees walked out? Yes. We talk about it. We're going to talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. Now, we don't know what the Negro drink is, nor do we know what the Caucasian... I think the Caucasian the is Caucasian a white Russian. The Caucasian was supposed to be the, a playoff of white Russian. And the Negro was what? I don't think they even had the Negro drink. Apple I think cider and Kool-Aid. Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Miss Pat. She's joining us this morning. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this restaurant in Pennsylvania. Uh, some of the employees walked out because they thought the names of the drinks were disrespectful. All right. So one of the names were Caucasian, which is a white Russian, and they were going to call a drink a Negro. Now, we don't know what the Negro drink is. We don't know what's in it. I have no clue. But the employees walked out. So we're asking, what would you have done in that situation? Miss Pat. Ask what was in the Negro. All right. So let's say it was, I don't know, dark liquor and, and with a little watermelon on it. Well, I'll, Man, shut up. Y'all just making up stuff. <laughs> why, I don't know why black people scared of watermelon. White people eat That's watermelon right. too. Watermelon is a symbol of freedom. I mean, but it's good. So I take a drink with a wall of men if it's pretty good and it's got the right, it's got top chef because I, I don't drink a lot so so you wouldn't be mad at the Negro. I mean, it's a restaurant with drinks names. Come on, this world is too damn sensitive. No, I'm not mad. You ain't calling me no Negro. No, okay, Charlemagne. Uh, I, I'm with Miss Pat. My sensitivity meter is not set to ten, so I'm not the person to ask about this. But the answer to me is I probably wouldn't quit. Like Negro is the word used to describe. It's on your birth certificate. I don't know if it's on your birth yes, certificate. Yes, it's on my birth certificate. I was born in 72. Look at your race. Mine it's, say look. black boy male. No, it don't. It say Negro. No. What year was you born, Charlemagne? 1978. Or oh, you a little bit after me. They had changed. I'm 72, <laughs> Negro. Now, it so might be, though. Mine says black African-American, I thought. No, Negro. I what mean, year was you born? Mine says black. Same years around Charlemagne? Yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. I'm a little older than you guys. Mine say Negro. And no my one, granddaddy said the E-R. And those aren't slurs, though. Like, Negro is the word used to describe black people of black African heritage. Caucasian is a uh, white-skinned of European origin, fresh out the Caucasus Mountains. So I don't Now, see if they said the ER drink, I would back up that's on the saying. ER drink. If it said nigga juice and cracker punch, uh, <laughs> nigga punch, cracker punch, that's different. You know what I mean? Not if you mix it together, because it came it become a biracial thing and it'd be better. <laughs> Call it the Obama, then. <laughs> By the way, they have those. <laughs> they have, you can go to restaurants and order the Obama. I'm not, I don't think I, I don't. I don't think I like the Negro drink. Why not? Because I, I just feel funny. Like you, you got white people at the bar. Give me three Negroes. It just feel funny. Well, I can know, see they that. They ain't gonna holler. I like three Negroes gonna, on rocks. They gonna be like three Negroes. They not gonna holler at it. You got, you got, you got any Negroes today? It just, it so, just ne but funny. Negro is not on the same level of the, as the N word. Negro has never been a slur. I don't know. I just, I just don't feel right to me. If it was called the color. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's different. Or the coon. So how would different. you feel if a black person's at the bar saying, I take four of them crackers and some crackers to <laughs> eat at the bar? And if, would that, you feel? No, that's a good, if it was called the Caucasian and the Darkies, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Just the, the Caucasian and the Spooks. You know what I mean? That's different. But Negro, that don't, don't really bother me like that. I don't know. It's I like, get what you're saying, though. I, I get how it. you can hear some white people saying that and be like, what the hell are they saying? But they're they're in a place where they are, you know, it's drinks. Yeah. But the world is too damn sensitive. Okay. My problem is, do you got the money for the Negro? And what state is this? Pennsylvania. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Yes. There's restaurants here in New York. I won't say their names because we love these establishments. But they have uh, meals called the Obama. Even in Atlanta, they got meals called the Obama, and it's like chicken and waffles. Even though I, chicken is also a symbol of freedom. But is that a thing, y'all? I just don't I don't know The Negroes just sound Just I don't know Just Let me get the Obama Just sounds cool And the Obama's ah. dark meat And white meat To represent his biracial Shut up no it's not Shantae good morning man <laughs> Good morning Good morning Oh you not Shantae What's your name bro How you know this My name is Shantae It's 2023 <laughs> You better cut it out of me You right <laughs> You right What's your name My name's Joe Okay Joe hey, What's Joe? your thoughts Joe I'm doing alright I listen to you guys Every morning 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. What you think? Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys literally brighten my day every morning. But uh, yeah, no, about this topic you guys were talking about, um, about this uh, this drink. Yes, the Negro and the know, Caucasian drink. Does this yes, offend you? You know, I'm Puerto Rican and Italian, and it's 2023. We should all, you know, basically look at it as. It, it shouldn't be a racial thing. I'm going to be no honest more. with you. You have no say in this conversation, sir. I was Damn, thinking it's that. It's called Negro and Caucasian. I don't <laughs> want to hear from a Puerto Rican and Italian. What would the Puerto Rican drink be called? I don't know. Hello, who's this? This is Shauna. Hey, Shauna. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, so we're asking, you know, the, the Negro drink. Do you got a, a problem with that? Um, first of all, I want to know, is the black or white? It's probably white. white. Yeah, I have a problem with that. But they have a Caucasian drink, too. They have a Caucasian drink too, but you know, Charlotte, they know from the A four three two, so you know how we feel about those type of situations. Absolutely, that's not cool at all. I mean, what about the restaurants where you where you go in and they they, they pay the waitress to be rude to you? They cuss do? you out. Yeah, yeah, it's a restaurant where they cuss you out. They like the bitch restaurant and uh. Yeah, so it's no yeah. different. People, you know what you're getting when you go to this establishment. Yeah. So if they walk in, they call you a B or whatever, you pay for that. Then they got a restaurant, you go in there, all the lights are cut off. So it's, it's what you, if you walk what into that. with the lights cut off? <laughs> That's that restaurant Diplo went at. He ain't know when Diplo. That's what you're talking about, Miss Diplo. That's the one earlier call. He said he doesn't know uh, if a man gives him oral is not gay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, him. Mm-hmm. They don't look down. Yeah, so, look you down. know, people pay for that rudeness. Yeah, but I don't know about the Negro thing. Call us up right now. What do you think? 800-585-1051. There's a bar, a restaurant, I should say, out in Pennsylvania that is naming uh, a couple of drinks. One is called Caucasian, and the other one is called the Negro. Now, the employees walked out. How do you feel about it? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. Call me. Get your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Miss Pat here. She's our guest host. And we're asking, uh, there's a restaurant out in Pennsylvania that uh, is naming two drinks, Caucasian and Negro. Now, the employees are pissed off. They're walking out. Uh, and we're asking, what are your thoughts? Hello, who's this? Oh, hey, this is TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, good morning. TJ. What would you do in that situation, TJ? What's your thoughts? I could walk out. I would have been walked out. I believe we have, and, and I'm biracial. My mother's Hispanic. My father's black. But we have to stand up. That is just, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. They're disrespecting us, and it's not tolerable. Like, can you tell me what's wrong? We don't even need like, to spend like, our money in there. I mean, I just want to know, like, what's what's offensive about Caucasian and Negro? I, I didn't know those were slurs all of a sudden. It's, I want I don't want no one to address me like that, you know, Negro. But there, it's on my birth certificate, and I was born in 72, and I'm not, nobody's calling nobody a Negro. Mm-hmm. It's a name of a drink. And we was just saying there's restaurants out there that be rude to you. They have different names. I mean... What what, 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 I went to a restaurant in Houston and they had the Obama meal at the breakfast house, at the breakfast club, the restaurant down. Yeah. So white people walk in and say, I don't want a meal called a breakfast, Obama. I just want chicken and waffle, whatever grits and eggs. Yeah. I just think we're two sensitive ass people. I mean, it's a bar. And the word Negro, I mean, we don't use it in our everyday vernacular now, but back in the 60s, they used to use it all the time. You go listen to all the old MLK Jr. speeches, that's how he was referring to black people. Like, the Negro in the Constitution, the Negro in the American Dream, the Negro is part of, you know, a huge community who seek new freedom in every area of life. These are MLK Jr.'s words. 
And this was before we became black people. I don't know. Hello, who's this? <laughs> I don't know. Hello? Yo. Charlamagne the guy, DJ Envy. Can y'all hear me? What's your thought, brother? Good morning. Man, me personally, man, we would have been fighting up in that motherfucker. Sure. I'm so confused, man. I'm not saying that y'all wrong. I just didn't, I don't know when Negro became a slur. It, it's not the word Negro. It's just the fact and the principle that he, he can do that and the black person going to be okay with that. Would you be okay with that? Well, there's a Negro drink and there's a Caucasian drink. If it was just a Negro drink and we were singled out, I would probably be like, what is up with this? But being that there was a Caucasian drink. Look, look, look white, white, white or black. If I'm a white person, I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying, offended as well. So it, it, it plays on both sides. Why would you be offended about an actual word? Or like Caucasian it means white what a skin drink. people what a, of it's European a drink. origin. And they're known for making these types of names for their drinks. I wouldn't have been offended. Now I'd have been offended if the black if the if the Negro only had gin in it and the Caucasian had better alcohol, <laughs> then I would want to fight. <laughs> Amber, good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you, Amber? Hey, what, Amber. What do you think about the Negro and Caucasian drink? I think first off we have to uh, you know understand that these people chose not to do this during Black History Month. First of all. Second of all, I feel like it ain't Black History you know, Month no more. You said yes, sir. It's March. I know. I'm saying they didn't do this during Black History Month. Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Got you. They have enough sense not to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, these days everything is about going viral and getting that attention. Um, I feel like they just did that to, you know, maybe get that certain notoriety, but didn't take into consideration, you know, their employees or how anyone else would take it. I feel like this is the world, you know, that we live in these days. True. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Hey, I just, I, I just googled Caucasian cocktail. Well, actually, I googled, googled Caucasian, Caucasian drink. Mm -hmm. And when you Google it, it's a recipe, the Caucasian cocktail recipe. There's a bunch of them. There's another the drink, drink called the Dude's Caucasian. What's the Negro? Did you, Wait. did you Google the Negro drink? I didn't Google the Negro, but the Caucasian drink is, uh, you fill a rock, you fill a glass full of ice, pour in two shots of vodka and three shots of Kahula, top off with milk. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm black toast intolerant. You gotta stay white. Ugh. Now go and do the Negro drink. That's called the Caucasian cocktail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it's Kahlua. It's Kahlua, not Kahlua. Kahlua. What I said? I don't know what you said. Kool-Aid. Negro drink. Let <laughs> you me said see. said Kool-Aid. <laughs> they have one called the Negro Negroni, but it's not Negro. No. I don't even know what a Negroni is. And it's, let me see why it's called a Negroni. It's called a Negroni. It's borrowed from Italians, named after a count named Camillo Negroni, who asked for its creation. And it's made out of gin. Sweet Vermouth and Campari? I don't know what that is. What's the moral of the story? I, the moral of the story is I don't know when Negro and Caucasian became slurred, but I mean, if y'all want to be mad, y'all can be mad. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the Negro drink. Before Negroes or rocks, nah, I don't like that. I mean, if a person, if I'm in there and I see it on the menu, and that's something that they do every week, that's the that's what the restaurant do, I yeah. wouldn't get mad. It's the same way you go to the rude restaurant. I personally probably wouldn't go there, but I'm not going to get mad because that's, that's their theme this month. Okay. People, some people like themes and they go get it. That's right. Hey. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We'll tell you who just had a baby and who's in a new relationship. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Well, at least I am. The verdict's still out on Envy. I'm black. Give me a high five. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy we are the Breakfast Club. We have Miss Pat here, our guest host. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk uh, spice. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty uh, patty. I don't gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes, right. on The Breakfast Club. We got to say congratulations to Spice. She is pregnant. Now, you know Spice, a dance hall artist. She was on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. She announced yesterday she posted a picture. She's glowing. She looks happy. And she posted, God has been so good to me. So congratulations to Spice. We wish her a healthy uh, healthy birth. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Spice. Healthy pregnancy, all that good stuff. Yes. Now we got to say new couple alert. It seems like French Montana is dating Ruby Rose. They were saying. Man, you should have that one to Miss Pat to say. Seeing that. going into Mr. Chow. So congratulations to French Montana and Why Ruby Rose if it's me? true. That's the T. And be spilling that T right now. You saw it for yourself? Yeah, they had TMZ was taking pictures and stuff like that when they were okay, walking in. Okay, okay. Well, how do TMZ know they want her just picking up takeoffs for, for different people? No, nah, they went in there together. He put his arm around her as they walked inside. Oh, a new relationship. Yeah, so congratulations to <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Don't put your arm around me and they accuse us of being in a relationship because we're going to eat Mr. Chow. <laughs> now, also, uh, Amanda Seal, shout to Amanda Seal. She was on the Jason Lee show and uh, she was talking about Kamala Harris and how she felt about Kamala Harris supporting our community. You know, when Kamala said this ain't a racist country, she lost me and right. she ain't got me back yet. Mm. Do you think that that was her speaking to the hopes of not wanting to live in a she racist America? She can't do that. Right. We have a country that was 1,000% built on the foundation of racism that now legislators are trying to pretend didn't happen and are getting that through and doing it on an education level and on a DEI level. In my opinion, it's particularly not just as vice president, but as the first black woman vice president and who got there and who got this man elected largely in part because black women like myself were like, do what we always do, mm -hmm. let's show up. You can't get in there in that position and then make such an egregiously false statement. I mean, Amanda isn't wrong. I understand politically why, you know, Vice President Harris wouldn't say that because they don't want to piss off those center right white swing voters. But the reality is when you in a time where people are actually going in the grocery stores, like Amanda said, and, you know, killing black people intentionally, you should be able to say that, yes, uh, this is racist. That's racist. We live in a, a country that is full of racism. Now we have the actual when Kamala Harris said it, right? Where she responded? I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its, and its existence today. Yeah, and Amanda's, like you said, she's not... She's not wrong. She's absolutely well, positively right. You know, she biracial, so she was speaking on her white side. 
the vice president. Ain't she biracial? Yes. Oh, Kamala Harris? Yes, yeah, she is. So she, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes that oh, white Oh, she's not white, in. though. It's, but I think it's uh, black and Indian, right? Yes, ain't black no and Indian. Indian. I thought it was yes, Indian. It's, yeah, it's not Indian. It's not a white. I believe it is. Yeah. Well, she ain't biracial. She's just black. You know, all black people say they Cherokees. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. My mom was a Cherokee. Oh, man. And she smoked weed. Yeah, but you don't always have to be politically correct right. uh, in regards to issues Not when it's of obvious, race. especially when it's exactly. obvious. Exactly. All right, well. You got that, racially motivated shoot, shootings happening in this country mm-hmm. and other racially motivated things. You can call that out. Correct. And you can call out the systemic racism in this country. You can absolutely do that. Correct. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Miss yeah. Pat, we appreciate you hanging with us uh, the last couple of days. And tell them about your tour because you're going on tour. Yes, I'm going on tour. It's called Your Girl Done Made It, y'all. Go mm-hmm. to misspatcomedy.com. All tickets are on sale now. Mm-hmm. And, um, hey, make sure you check out my podcast at The Pat Down. And also, I have season three streaming now on BET Plus, baby. Y'all over there killing BET. Keep doing a good job so I can buy the better wigs and chapstick <laughs> for me and my friend Charlotte. Mine. Yeah, salute to BET. <laughs> BET cooking right now. That's right. I was going to ask, when, when you when you do your comedy, your stand-up, do you still get nervous or no? No, I don't get nervous. Not at all? Mm-mm. It's natural. Mm-mm. You like being on just woke up out the back, you know, at the back of the green oh, back room. Oh, you take a nap. nap. Yeah, mm-hmm. took, I always take a nap. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't get nervous. I know what I'm doing. I do it every night. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, and then, I'm the worst person that you can holler out at. What you mean? That'll what? change the whole show. When don't heckle me. Because you, you go right back at him? Oh, my God. I'm the mustard kid at school. I have all them flashbacks. <laughs> I'm going to drag you till you dig your mama up. And you know that? They always, they, this is what they always say. You fat. I am fat. But I could lose weight. But you can't do nothing about that ugly ass face you yeah. got. You're not fat, though, Miss Pat. I don't I'm know why thin. you keep saying that. Yeah, I'm thin. I'm, only, I'm fat with, and I'm black between the legs. Like in the but hood, you're you big Pat. Big Pat. You ain't going to say it coming no big Pat. No, but that's <laughs> not fat, though, is what I'm saying. Like, you're not you're, fat. You're look at me. I'm just saying she not fat man like, I'm thick I'm thick but that I mean that's what they usually say you because I'm not ugly I mean I'm happy right. I got and you the ones who have not can't get I'm, I've been mad 31 years I'm go. happy that's right it's all about happiness what you don't see fatness and you see happiness happiness you beautiful I don't take no blood pressure medication right. I'm happy mm-hmm. I take my wig off like you take your pants off mm-hmm. So and I'm I read good. your book. That's what they used to call you, Big Rabbit. Ain't nobody called me Big <laughs> you, what you keep saying? <laughs> what do you keep saying? <laughs> Y'all ain't never read Miss Pat Book Rabbit? She just uh, said you ain't going to it. They call me Rabbit. I'm gonna take I'm, I'm gonna take from? that King Tuck chair and beat you down in the studio with that King Tuck chair. <laughs> Cause that, you need to get in one of these black chairs because oh, you look man. like a you look very small in that chair, Charlemagne. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is some people have real problems by Britt Bennett. Tessa Thompson plays a conflicted woman who imagines living a totally different life. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at the Home of Storytelling, audible.com slash breakfast club. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Miss Pat here, our guest host. Miss Pat ain't here selling out shows. Got mm-hmm. everybody tuning in to BET Plus. That's right. You know trying what I'm saying? Trying to make a move. Trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys for allowing me to do that on your platform this week. Well, you know, anytime you're in town or you want to come on up, pull on up. Well... But I don't know if that's the case. But can you do that? Charlemagne. 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 Miss Pat can come up to promote anything anytime. I love Miss Pat. I love having her up here. And I love being here. There you go. And then you do you do a a party? 
I do a party called a fan appreciation party. Well, I call it a crack, call baby, the crack party. party. Cut it out. Crack baby party. Crack, crack so baby I call party. my fans the crack baby. The same yes. way Beyonce call her fan the beehive, but she ain't never sold no honey. I have sold what? crack. <laughs> Don't that make a lot of sense? So I I I decided we always take, always take, we always take as artists, you know, mm-hmm. but we give off performance. Mm-hmm. So I started it last year where I said, hey, let me do something for you guys. So I got everybody together. If you wanted to be a part, and they came down to Atlanta. It was over six hundred and some people. Okay. And then I I even had transportation to and from the hotel. Oh, that's dope. To make sure that these fans from out of town were taken care of if they was if they was drinking. So this year the second one also is October the fourteenth, mm-hmm. and it's called the Miss Pat Day in Atlanta. So the tickets are on sale now at eBrite. Mm-hmm. You can go to my website at misspatcompany.com and get your tickets because they're going fast. And I, I think it's going to be about 800 of us. And it's a two-day event. Okay. It's a podcast and then it's a podcast brunch and then it's also the uh, the big party. Just to say I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting That's me dope. and doing what I do. And Miss Pat don't play. Uh, my, my homie Kay Jackson pulled up because you know she has a wine collection called The Random Wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, a black woman-owned wine company. And Miss Pat said, "Hey, I need some wine for my my party." There you go. <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> she said she needed wine for her party. Yeah, drink right, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, I need to eat forty. I I drunk some of your wine the other day too while we talking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah shout to E forty, man. Boy, don't nobody Instagram page make me hungry like E forty. E forty, and see, I can't eat none of E forty. E forty page and that Trail Burger page, and I can't eat none of it because I'm trying to get my cholesterol down. Mm. My cholesterol came down too. It was at one thirty nine. It's at one hundred right now. Nobody okay. know what a regular cholesterol is, but I didn't even know that was E forty wine. You didn't. And I posted it, and he tagged me. I was like, "Wait a minute, E forty from back in the day? This your wine?" Yes. Mm-hmm. It was good too. You forty got all types of. You forty got wine. He got. It uh, sounds like your chicken sandwich, burritos. Yes, yeah, he forty got it. I'm going to the Bay Area this Saturday actually, so I'm gonna check in on 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 E uh, forty. E forty look like he eating and yes, he good. do. Mm-hmm. He that's, do. That's what I like. I like a person that cooks. But looks like they actually eat the food they cook. That's right. E forty be in that kitchen enjoying their meals. I, I go to his page, my mouth start watering. E forty called me up when I'm in the Bay Area. I was stopped by your house for a little <laughs> juice and a sandwich. There you go. <laughs> when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Miss Pat, our co-host, is here now. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. But I want to tell everybody: make sure you go get your tickets uh, for the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival happening Saturday. April 22nd in ATL at Pullman Yards man it's hosted by myself and my good sister Jess Hilarious uh, 85 South Show will be there doing their podcast live Horrible Decisions will be there doing their podcast live Reasonably Shady will be there doing their podcast live The Big Facts Podcast Checking In Podcast with Michelle Williams and a whole lot more man we're gonna have music we're gonna have food all types of stuff so make sure you go get your tickets and uh, thank you to everybody that's been buying tickets man uh, the way y'all buying tickets we definitely gonna have a sellout crowd so I truly truly appreciate it you can go to eventbrite to get your tickets and for more information go to blackeffect.com okay now the positive note uh, it's about perspective okay always remember that perspective man what you see depends not only what you look at but also on where you look from breakfast club bitches y'all finished or y'all done hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.